So this is a metta retreat. Metta is a, is a word in the, in the Pali language. It's a language that was spoken after the Buddha, but it's the language in which the, the teachings were uh, documented, recorded. Or, and uh, and uh, the metta as, um, is from... It's, has, I'm not a scholar, so I'm going to... You know, it's going to be really free, free, whatever. There's a word for it. Free spirited. <laughs> so apparently, it has the. It's um, it's in, rooted in the same uh, word that uh, it's, it means friend friendliness, friendliness. So, like for example, my role. Uh, you could see it as a teacher, as a facilitator, as a guide. One uh, word that we think of this role uh, a lot in my tradition is a kalyana mitta. So a spiritual friend. Mitta, metta. So, so it's uh, something about friendliness. Often it's translated as uh, loving kindness. It's one of the, dis- the, the definitions that's been very used. I love, I like uh, the word uh, benevolence, or in French, bienveillance, être uh, amical, or en québécois, friendly. That these words work for me. So, that, so it's a particular quality of mind, and it can take many forms. Actually, it's not just one feeling. It can it can be expressed, felt in different ways, and so that's the theme of the retreat. So that's what we're what we'll be exploring here. So I'll put some words to it. I'll offer some practices. All these are just kind of uh, pointing to doorways for us to sense in ourselves where is it? How does it feel? What is the presence of it? What is the absence of it? If it's not there, it's totally fine. It's also part of the exploration, as in life, you know. So it's not like, okay, now it's a meta retreat, I should be feeling meta, you know. No, honey, it's not going to be exactly like that. You'll be annoyed too. <laughs> and you'll be invited to feel that, you know. And, uh, and uh, I hope my, my presentation, my language or my personality, the, the, everything that is in there is, is okay with you. It's, I hope it's serving the purpose of the retreat. I'm, I'm trying to do that. That's my intention. Um, so, metta, or I, I don't know what word I'll use more uh, in English this weekend, maybe friendliness or benevolence, is known to be in Buddhist psychology. This is a very old psychology, 2,600 years. Uh, it's a psychology that is has a lot of similarity with this, the... Western psychology, and it has also a few differences, maybe. One of the differences that I seem to see that uh, people have named is that it's a psychology that is, um, is, has developed a lot of expertise in wellness instead of pathology. So it's, it's very interested in the beautiful sides of mind, the powerful sides of mind, the wholesome, if that's the, a word that works for you are beneficial factors of mind, qualities of mind. And so metta, or friendliness, benevolence, 
it is known in Buddhist psychology to be always helpful, never not uh, beneficial. And it can it uh, and uh, just to break really quickly any idea we can have is uh, this friendliness doesn't make us stupid. It can really go really well with discernment, critical mind, intelligent, taking a stand. Uh, it, it can go with everything that is wise. Yeah. So uh, if you might have the tendency to think that benevolence means, um, in Quebecois, I would say être fin. You know, like, so, so I don't know how it would translate, but in, the, in English, like that, you have to be nice, nice. It might be one form that it takes, but it might not be the form that meta takes. It might not be that one is nice. It might be that one has very strong and clear boundaries. That might be a really beautiful expression of both wisdom and caring. Yeah. So that's another word we could use, caring. It's a caring quality. And so caring uh, does not, uh, is n- cannot be in this, at the same time. This is, again, Buddhist psychology. Caring, friendliness, benevolence cannot be in the same mind moment, in the same mind at a particular time, as hatred. They don't go together. If there is one, there's not the other. They, they can't coexist. And sometimes in the mind, we'll experience going from one to the other quickly. I hate you, and I care about you, and I so hate you right now. <laughs> you know? Or, uh, yeah? So, there could be the, uh, I believe, there could be some, something that would look like it's in the field of uh, anger. It could be uh, passion for justice, you know. So there could be, I think, a lot of meta that would be there, a lot of care. What is it based on? Maybe it's based on a deep understanding. And when I say deep understanding, it's a code word in this uh, psychology to say insight, vipassana. These two um, often are taught together, or you'll see, like, if you look on True North website or any website of this kind of tradition, you'll see there's vipassana, insight retreats, and there's metta retreats. And so insight is about the development of wisdom, discernment, clear seeing. These words might be vague to you, but maybe we'll describe it during the weekend, maybe not. You'll have to come back. (laughs) Maybe you know from experience what I'm pointing to. So there's the development of insight and the de- development of uh, loving kindness or caring. And uh, they go really well together. And what I'm saying here now is that actually metta is actually based a lot in wisdom. It's a deep recognition, a felt sense, like we've actually been deeply touched by the fact that uh, being a human being or being a living be- being maybe being a, a being with senses is um, is actually fragile it's sensitive and uh, being a human being maybe we take just that aspect for now so being a human being 
when we practice, maybe on these retreats, and you might experience it this weekend, it might become clear to you, and you might already know this, but being a human being is not easy. Because we have senses. It means that even if you don't want to, you're like a house with doors open all the time. You sit here, you want to be quiet, but sounds keep coming in. And sensations keep coming in. You want to be like light and not maybe not even feel your body, but it's there and it's pressing here after a few minutes and there, you know. And, uh, you know, smells might come and like it's all, it's open. You're exposed, huh? human being, a human being. And even the sixth sense in Buddhist psychology, which is the inner sense that meets emotions and ideas and uh, impressions of the mind. Do you recognize something in there? So when we are a human being, we're all, always exposed, even inwardly. You know, you sit there and thoughts come to your mind, the past, the future, the possible this. And if it had been, even a past that never existed might come to your mind. That's how open we are. You know, you're sitting there and, if I had done that, this is who I would be now. So we're exposed all the time. The more we actually sit in retreat, like that's one place where we actually sit. We're not busy, you know, entertaining, diverting attention, or doing things, playing different roles. You know, we just sit here. We we become exposed to that. You know, like you just sit here and suddenly you're caught by desire, the desire to be somebody else, or be somewhere else, or be here, but be also somewhere else. You know. And all this, and then you have to, you know, learn to live with that desire. And then next thing you fall into comparing. They're, they look, on the, that side of the room, they look all enlightened. We're this side of the room. We either <laughs> make it personal or make it a group thing, you know, us and them. And then you're comparing, and, you know, the person behind me, they look like they're doing better than I, you know. And, so not easy being a human being. So the more we touch this, and that's the practice we do in retreats, the retreat is actually we sit and we walk and we eat in silence just to notice how challenging it is to be a human being. This is the opening of the heart. This is the, 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 the pathway to compassion. Wow, not easy being a human being, often separated even a little bit from what we want. You, know, you would want a body that is at ease, you don't have it. You, want, you would want to have experience in this, you don't. You, you have experience, so it should be easy, but it's not. <laughs> you know? And so metta comes from a deep understanding of the fragility of human being and the, even the, just the... Being a human being, we don't know what's coming for us. And that's a strange situation to find ourselves in, no? As human beings, we actually, none of us, we're equal in this way. We all don't know what's coming for us next week. We might have project, ideas, wishes, fears. We might construct many things. And we, it might even be probabilities of what will happen. But they remain like that. And so the more we touch into this, and it can be a little scary to come closer to this, but that's the kind of intimacy we develop with reality in this practice. So when we touch this, there's also the possibility 
that it wouldn't lead to more anxiety and stress. It could also be the little doorway that opens to caring. Wow, we're all in this together. Maybe it's a good idea to take care of each other, to maybe try to understand rather than judge, try to uh, accompany rather than create obstacles. So that's how the caring mind, friendly mind, is developed by an acknowledgement of, uh, of that particular situation we find ourselves in being human beings in reality. And so that quality becomes extremely helpful because when really reality is as it is, one needs tools and ways to meet it. And in Buddhist psychology, friendliness, benevolence, real one, not faked one, so we have to find our way to it, real one is extremely helpful. It might, in the end, become our very best ally, much more even than we can think of right now or imagine. And so that's, and this development uh, is kind of slow. You know, we're not going to solve everything in one weekend. You know, you leave Sunday afternoon with your certificate, complete meta, unconditional love. You know, maybe, maybe for one of us. <laughs> but uh, it's a progressive development. So that meta is not our friendliness or benevolence, goodwill. Sometimes it takes that quality of goodwill. So instead of being here looking for trouble, we're looking for, you know, to make things a little easier. It's very, it's honest. It's not like, oh, everything is good. I love everyone. This is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is much more grounded, has more depth to it. And in time gets, gets very, very, uh, it has breadth and depth. So it means that it's not haphazard. It means that I'm friendly when it happens. When the conditions are, are right, I'm with my friends, and they say what I want them to say, and then I'm really friendly. You know, We're trying to expand this a little bit. That's the opening of the heart. Sometimes it's a kind of a ripping open. It's like, even in this situation, where it's not going as I want, can I remember, remember friendliness? Can I invite it in? Can I uh, feel it? Can I gain access to it? So that's what we're coming here for, to, to see how we can, even here now, even here when there's nothing happening, and it's boring, can the mind be friendly? How could it be? You know. So it's not going to be easy. We're going to be like, oh my God. You know, like, we're, you know. um, so... That's um, this friendliness. And the, and the friendliness is also known in Buddhist psychology. The Buddha was apparently saying that this quality is one of the immeasurable qualities. Immeasurable because he was saying, don't even try to think of the power of this. It will drive you crazy. You cannot imagine the power of this friendliness. You cannot imagine in measurements the amount of being it can contain. There is no limit. 
this is this is this heart and this quality one of the ways it's presented is that this quality is actually natural spontaneous in human beings when the heart is not covered by visiting forces by confusion by self-absorption you know being fascinated and scared for a self that's been constructed and most of the time it's a self that is like even if it's a self that is perceived as a piece of shit you know like I'm worth nothing but still I'm obsessed about me worth nothing you know I'm still totally obsessed about it so that caring is not available because there's an obsession in the mind there's been a fabrication of a kind of a moi that you know one is obsessed with and it's natural life would leads to that you know but the Buddha seems to be saying when there's not the confusion in the heart and when so when we clear the confusion it's so natural for the heart to be friendly and compassionate and caring it's it's what it knows to do it's it does that naturally the heart is naturally radiant naturally responsive these are the words that are often used naturally and sometimes we're mistaken and so instead of being naturally radiant we're naturally comparing how am i doing compared to the others you know or we naturally are obsessed with something that should be there that is not there you know and with wisdom we develop the capacity to let go of what's not there and to turn towards what's there and to learn how to meet it you know and so our caring quality of friendliness might require a bunch of qualities to support it courage determination clarity a lot of renunciation i've already talked about this a lot of letting go of what keeps my mind busy and kind of fascinated and hooked or entranced you know so i said yes this is extremely fascinating i could definitely spend the rest of my life or hour thinking about this and i'm going to try to let it go for a few seconds and just feel the hands and see if i can become friend with the tingling in the hands kind of commit to that come closer to that later it'll be friend befriending somebody befriending self in hard time it's, it's going to be the same quality that we've we've learned to do this with uh, sound with hearing with sitting with walking with freshness of the air with warmness with we learn how to be friend we learn to feel it it's, it's not uh, information it's a felt sense okay so these few words about this quality maybe it helps us a little bit frame what we're doing or understand or in terms of uh, the felt sense of it or the, the manifestations of it in us it could be you know like that version like ah oh, everybody's beautiful and i love everybody it could be that usually it doesn't last very long <laughs> but that's one of the manifestation i don't want to put it down you know it's one of the manifestations and it usually it's a wave like it's more like an emotion you know like ah oh, everybody's so beautiful i love everybody and 
you know, and usually that passes, you know, which, but it's fine, because everything anyway will pass, but that one, so just to, I'm just, what I'm trying to say is, don't look for that, don't look to make this sustainable, and, you know, this is how, how I'm going to live the rest of my, a few people might, that might be their experience, and it might be very stable, maybe. <laughs> but what we're looking for is something that uh, can change forms, disappears often, and can take different forms. One uh, form that I like is if, uh, I, I mentioned it a little bit is sometimes I sit here and I notice that there's goodwill that is present. It could be unnoticed because I'm not angry, grumpy, looking for trouble you know, in my preference, I would prefer that, you know, or, your, or in my opinions, you know, there's none, none of this. And what I find when I become a little bit more uh, attentive, my attention is a little bit more refined, I find that I'm kind of, op- kind of open, not like wide open, just like available, kind of, uh, kind of almost in an ordinary way. And to me, this is one of the manifestations in my understanding of uh, kind of friendliness. Somebody who comes and they don't have a lot of expectation, you know? What is it to be a good friend? I'm not talking Facebook friend. I'm talking like moments of real friendliness. As your friend is how they are, they might be happy, you'll be able to rejoice for them. They might be feeling not so good, and you'll be able to allow them to be who they are and to feel what they feel. And you want Judgment will not come in, you know, in moments of friendliness. It will be just care, care, you know. And also it won't be like, oh, you know, it won't be like, oh, I wanted, you know. It'll be open, it'll allow, it'll be there. There'll, there's going to be a quality of presence also, I think, that comes with that. Do you see what I mean? If I'm friendly, I have to be there. Like, I cannot be friendly and be caught in my mind and ideas about stuff. They don't go together very well. To be friendly, I actually, there's a little aspect of presence there. I have a a generous presence. Sometimes mindfulness, which is the other practice we do, uh, I think of it as care, caring, caring about what's happening. So to me, mindfulness and loving-kindness, I don't know, I don't see much difference. But here it's a mind, it's a meta-retreat, so... A few years ago, a number of years ago now, I went to a meta-retreat like this. I had done a few meta-retreats, I had done months of intensive practice of it, you know, morning to night, really having that in mind a lot. And one time I went to do a 10-day retreat, I think, and uh, Sylvia Borstein was the teacher. It's a name you might know or not. It's one of the senior teachers in this tradition. And uh, the way we went into the retreat and the way we held the whole practice the whole time was very different than the other meta-retreats I had done. And... Uh, it seemed to me like it was a lot more like an insight retreat for those of you who can make the difference. And at the end, I asked uh, Sylvia, like, 
hold on, I'm not sure. Like, and she, she was saying what I'm saying now. She was saying, I don't actually see the difference between the two. For me, being friendly, benevolent, is to actually take care of what's there. And sometimes what's there is just a body sitting. Sometimes what's there is a person. And I want to have the same quality of presence. I don't mind that I'm whatever is happening. I want to be friendly with what's happening inside or outside or with somebody else or with myself. It's the same quality. Um, and so maybe the retreat this weekend will have that tone because it had a strong impact on me. It was impressive and it uh, kind of gave a direction to, to my practice. So I'm saying this because a regular metta retreat will be based on... Uh, so the Buddha talked a lot about metta. Yeah? And maybe this afternoon we'll look about uh, to what exactly is recorded of what he said about it. But when we go on a metta retreat, usually, um, we're given sentences that uh, will become almost like mudras, no? Sentences that we repeat inside of ourselves to develop that quality. And so the sentences are very simple sentences. They're wishes of well-being. And classically, we would start with ourselves and progressively we would turn towards the other, the people to whom the love is easy, and we would wish them well. So the sentences are... And I have a just to be consistent, which I'm often not. I mean, I have some consistency of something. You know. <laughs> it might not be technical consistency. But some of the phrases might be, these are classic, may I be safe. A short version, may I be safe. May I be safe and protected. May I be safe. That's on one sentence. I'm giving you different formulation. May I be safe from inner and outer harm. May I be safe. So one is about safety. May I be safe. May I be peaceful. May I be happy. So one is about internal, you could say happiness or well-being. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. One is about physical well-being. May I be strong and healthy could be that expression, it could be another sentence, but so safe, happy, healthy. And then there's another one, I don't know exactly what it's about joy, maybe or caring for oneself. May I care for myself with joy? May I have ease of mind? There's something maybe more bubbly about it. I don't know, you'll see for yourself. If you want. So two, three, four sentences that we would sit and just Repeat. Not empty repeating. Not like this, but more with the feeling tone, or, like the, or the intention, or the allowing the echoes in oneself. May I be safe? What, how does that feel? May I be safe? May I be... Uh, may I have peace of mind? May I be healthy? May I experience joy? So that... that and you might resonate with that, with that. That might be like, wow, that sounds cool, or refreshing, or warm, or 
something, you might feel your heart vibrate by hearing that suggestion that we could practice like this. So you could do that. And do that to yourself or to somebody inspiring or benefactor or good friend. So you have them in mind and you just gently repeat these sentences. So when I practice like, like this, the instructions I was given was from the moment you open your eyes in the morning, from the moment you remember, basically, you might open your eyes and you know, be a little lost or think about habitual stuff, but from the moment you remember you're on retreat and you're on a meta retreat, then you just pick up the sentences very humbly and you start offering them. You know, so in the morning I would open my eyes, oh, retreat center, oh, may I be happy. May I be safe. May I be healthy. May there be joy. Or with somebody else. Thinking of somebody else. Then you would sit like this in the hall. Then you would lift your body, stand up like this. You would put your shoes, inhabiting, inhabited by these sentences, these soft wishes. Then you would move and go towards the walking, which we'll do a lot here, sit and walk. And as you walk, you would just keep sending this wish, this wish, to somebody else, to yourself. And just keep steady, steady, sending this wish. So that would be the classic kind of... When I say classic, it means the Buddha talked more openly about uh, the quality of it. He didn't give such precise instructions as these sentences. But maybe a thousand years ago, somebody who's really well-known, a monk, Buddha Gosa, he kind of uh, organized the teaching. He had a mind that was very organized. And so he took all the teachings, and he's like, we're going to do this like this. So, so the meta is not just going to be like meta-friendliness. It's going to be friendliness to self, benefactor, loving person, neutral person, difficult person, all beings, all beings to come, all beings that have been, all beings. It's like it's so organized, like it's like this. And for many people, it works really well because they're like, oh, let me actually wish well to myself this morning. Uh, this afternoon, let me wish well to, I don't know, a benefactor could be my dog, could be a good teacher, could be, I don't know, somebody in the family, a grandchild or a parent or a grandparent. And, and there's, in that, there's a dedication. We're giving ourselves. And in that, like in everything else, there's waves. We feel it. It feels right. And then it's followed by boredom and doubt. Why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. Resistance. I don't want to do this. I want to think about something else. And through all this, the instruction would be to just keep going. To just keep going. Even if you don't feel it anymore, to just keep saying it. And other stuff would be revealed. You know, my reactivity, my... You know, you're like, oh yeah... I'll uh, decide to send wishes of well-being to this person I love so much. May you be healthy, may you, may, may you be happy, but I do remember that you said that one time. <laughs> <laughs> and so part of the practice is everything's in line when this happened because it, the wish 
the intention to wish well-being will reveal what's in the way of the, the wishing well. And so then the idea would not be to get stuck in the story, but to feel the pain of disconnection, the pain of uh, resentment or, you know, or shame. You know, may you be happy. Oh my God, I remember how bad I've been to you and I've listened to you for weeks. Or, you know, it's, it's a clearing that is happening. Many, many, many words this morning. I hope it's not too much. So there's two ways to go about it. So I'm giving you two ways. In which way it's doubtful that I'm giving two ways? Because some people don't respond well to the sentences. They like to, it might make more sense to them to just hang out, remembering friendliness and how it could be felt here and now in silence. For some, it would be too lost. They wouldn't know what to do. The, the sentences become kind of an anchor or a home base. Yeah? That's the advantage of presenting two ways of practice, practicing. The disadvantage is that some souls might start to say, should I do one, should I do the other? Should I do one? And the whole weekend, the whole day, debating on which one. <laughs> so that there would be no, no exploration because, or there would be a development of doubt. You know? We'd be really good now at doubting between one thing and the other. When really, it really doesn't really matter. In both versions, you're going to have challenges. In both versions. So it's not like, oh, if I check in the other one, you know, would have been better, let me switch, you know. And you could actually decide to play a little bit. Oh, I sit here. What I would suggest you do is commit. Say, okay, I'm going to try, like just intuitively, or just one or the other. I'll try that one, and I'll do it for that sit. And then going to the walking, you could decide, I'm going to try the sentences. But then if you do, you go into it. You could decide, because you know, like, I'm... I'm I'm going to decide this. I'm going to go there. Take that risk of choosing one for the whole weekend. You know? And anything in between. We're free spirits. We're not so free. We're caught in a bunch of things. But there's some, some capacity to choose and aim. You know? Questions about the practice. And then we'll, we'll go into it. No. <laughs> good, good that you asked. So the two options are these. One option, and I'll guide us when we start, is to choose a, a few sentences, maybe two, three, or four sentences that express friendliness or wishes of well-being, and to repeat them. So you th- you think of yourself sitting here, or you, yourself maybe in the past, you want as a kid, or you would think of somebody else, and you would have them to mind. You might see them, or you might just have them to mind. And you just, you don't think so much. The thoughts are very precise. It's two or three sentences. So it's, it's just, uh, you, th- you have the person in mind, and then you offer these wishes. Ex- 
extremely simple, nothing else. You might be visited by specific memories, but the idea is just to offer the wish. So that's one version. The other version, <coughs> you're, you're not thinking about friendliness also. You're, you're actually sitting here and see if you can meet phenomena of the present moment with a with friendly attitude. So it means, like now you're sitting, so if you become aware that you're sitting, which is not always there, you know, sometimes suddenly, oops, oh, sitting. Whatever the, the sensations are, you know, it might be comfortable or not, and at some point it will not, it will be not comfortable, I'm pretty sure. You know, see if you can be friendly in that. And maybe as you sit here, not much will be happen, happening. So you might get kind of bored. And see if, even if not much is happening, if you can keep your mind being kind of open, available, you know, not in reactivity, not making a case, not, you know, giving to opinions, but just sit here. Okay, there's not much happening. Can that be okay? Can that be okay? And if you're sitting here, and it's extremely pleasant, then can you allow that to be known in a friendly way? If it's difficult, like, I don't know, you want to be somewhere else, or you're self-loathing yourself or something that happened last week, and your heart is beating, and can you actually bring friendliness in the field? And what would that feel like? So it's not so much thinking... It's, a, it's more of a feeling tone, it's more of an attitude, and that's what we're going to try to define in action. Because I could sit here and think, oh, who has been friendly to me? And what, you know, it's, it's not, so we're not in reflection or con- we're not thinking about with many words. If we use word, we use two or three sentences. Otherwise, we're kind of silent. Do you follow me a yeah. bit? Pascal? Wait. Just to be sure that I understand, the second one is like to bring a quality, the way I understand it, of a compassion, kindness to the awareness. Yeah. Simply. Yeah, so you're here, you're here, and you just see if you... You know, the way I was uh, phrasing it this morning was, can you... It seems to me like in English, it's, I'm happy there's this word, this verb, befriending. Does that, does that seem right? I'm French, can I, I'm French speaker, so I might not understand it. But can I befriend the moment? In French, I would say, est-ce que je peux sympathiser avec un corps qui est inconfortable? So, a way I think also about it is, can it be okay? Can it be okay that nothing is happening? Can it be okay that there's this sound in the room? So I'm practicing with whatever is there. It might be intense, it might be subtle, it might be nothing, it might be a lot. Can I actually... So we're talking a lot about stability of heart. Huh? Friendliness will require a lot of stability, the capacity to be there in conditions that sometimes are sweet and sometimes sour. You know, can I? So it's a steadiness. We're trying to steady the capacity to care, care. Okay. So 
let's try it. We have the whole weekend to, to find our own way also in that. So if you want to even uh, take a moment to stand up and stretch, that might be really caring. If you want to move to a chair, if you're on the ground, or if you want to stand for the first few minutes of the sit, you could do that. So this is not a break that we're taking. Uh, the, we're going to go for a few more minutes here. I mean, yeah. So I invite you to find your posture. We might just sit for like 15 minutes or so and meditate for like 15 minutes or so. One way that uh, might be good for you to hear this, one way that uh, also metta can be uh, translated in English would be non-hatred. Non-hatred. So that also might be make it very available for you. You know? Because you might say, ah, oh, I'm not feeling like incredibly friendly or loving, but actually there's the absence of hatred here. And that might be already, uh, we're already in the field, you know. invite you just to notice the experience of sitting. See if the mind can ease into that experience. The sensations that are there can be known. Simply, you don't have to you know, have a laser-like attention. It's just discovering what's there, receptivity. So just notice if what's there can be met. Might be easily to meet, easy to meet, to allow. 
So there's life in you happening now. There's sensitivity to sounds, to sensations, physical sensations. And there's also a kind of inner life. There's an, there's an attention that is there. Some kind of wakefulness. Even if you're tired, there's something that is... Uh, some intelligence in there. Something maybe we often call moi, me. And you might notice in there a wish for well-being. Often in there somewhere. That's why we came here this weekend. Because there's a wish for, I don't know what, clarity, well-being, ease, peace of mind. If you want, you could uh, spend the next uh, 15 minutes exploring this wish by putting it into a couple of sentences. Repeated slowly, just to feel them, really, to discover them, to get acquainted with them. May I be safe. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. Repeat this in your mind if you want to. May I live with ease. you want, you could just sit here silently and just attend to what's happening with care, giving attention, quiet, benevolent attention to what's happening.
I'll repeat the sentences one more time. You can make them your own, change, tweak them a little bit, but don't spend too much time tweaking. Simple wishes. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. In French, it could be expressed with the words, if you want, que je sois en sécurité. Que je sois heureux. Que je sois en santé. Que je sois bien.
And the mind, whatever practice you're doing, the mind will probably, might, certainly drop or drift. Uh, rather, in its habitual ways, tendencies of vagueness or planification, planning, or all kinds of obsessions, habitual thinking. So when you notice this, no judgments, no so no indulging, no, not just following the habitual uh, you know neural pathways, not indulging, not just giving up, not abandoning, but also not uh, becoming harsh, but just redirecting the attention towards the present moment what it's made of. And befriending this, becoming aware of this, caring for what is here now, the touch. Sensitivity, inner, or regular senses, so just coming back to what's happening here now, caring about that. Or sending wishes of well-being to oneself. Learning how to do that. Learning to use the mind thinking mind in this way. Just for a few more minutes. May I be safe from inner and outer dangers. May I be peaceful and happy. May I be healthy and strong. May I live with ease and joy.
So these two possible practices here are based on things that the Buddha said apparently at different times. He said many, many times, there's nothing more worth your attention and your care than what is actually happening now. Forget the past, forget the future, future not here, not existing, past gone, not existing, present, so worthy of your generous attention, not superficial attention, not habitual attention, but like a little bit more attentive, you know, because usually in life we're like doing things with superficial attention, so they're, they're kind of completed, they're done, you know but not with this other kind of attention that is a little bit more generous, a little bit more full, mindful, mindful, plein conscience. So the idea, the invitation is to really give great care to what's happening. And what's happening might be, you know, walking towards the door. Can you actually be there instead of being vague, half there? You know, can can you be fully, fully there as you're living, as you're existing, so that you can claim that you were there at the end, you know, that you were alive, you were there. So nothing much worth your attention, more worth your attention than what is actually happening. So caring, learning to befriend, care, really be there. And it's not just an idea. We could have that idea, oh yeah, it would be good, it's a good way to live, and let me be habitual again. No. Here we actually went away from home so that we can explore. It's a laboratory. So this is the exploration. We're doing it. We're doing it as we sit. We're doing it as we walk, which is going to happen now. And we're doing it every, in every moment in between these, other, these two. While we eat, while in, we're in the room. So that's the way we are on retreat. That's the way to be. It's the laboratory is always going on. The exploration is always going on. That's if you want to integrate something, which there's no point in coming here if you don't want to integrate something. If you want to integrate something, that's the way to integrate it in your life, is to, and you'll get lost and get habitual, and every time you remember, because you remember by yourself, it's provided by the mind itself, hey, hold on, we're on retreat, you know. Or because you see somebody reminding you, oh, look, they're walking, or they're sitting, or the voice of the teacher comes. Hey, we're doing something particular here, not something habitual. So apply your mind again. No judgment. You'll get lost many times. No judgment. So one of the things the Buddha said many times, present moment phenomena, things happening now are worthy of great care. Another thing he said is you could travel the entire universe and you would never find somebody more worthy of your love than yourself. Because, you know, you're stuck with yourself 24 hours a day. And if you have a good, loving relationship with yourself, you'll be able to have one with others too. And so there's no one that is more worthy of your love than yourself. This is the words of the Buddha. And so, here are the two choices. Do you want to care about the present moments arising? Or do you want to go for a walk now, go to do the walking meditation, and 
try to develop or explore a relationship with self, that self that you keep thinking about all the time, could you actually hang on, hang out with this self today and just pour wishes of well-being on them? Constantly. Constantly. So that you can be a little bit impressed by another way instead of pouring judgments on this poor being, pouring care, wishes of well-being. No harm will be done in that practice. <laughs> you know? So these two options. Now the form it takes is not the form of sitting. Formal sitting is the form of formal walking. It's a particular practice in this tradition. So we're not just taking off you know, like this, it's a formal practice. So the formality of it, the format, is this one. Is you find a place to walk, it could be inside, you know, the registration, what was the registration room is now a walking room. And so you could go walk there, walk in the hallways, or dress up, you'll have time and go for a walk, uh, go walking outside. But the walking takes this particular form where I choose a little path. It can be 10 pace, 15, 20, 25 pace. But it's not like the big walk. The big walk is after the meal. This is a small walk. This is the formal walk. So I choose a little path. Let's say it's this, this one here. And uh, maybe here. And... I stand, and I'm aware of standing, and if I'm going to do the sentences, then I have two points, the beginning and the end, and there to help me not get lost. And so I start like this, and inwardly, may I be safe, may I be happy, may I be May I live with joy. just be there and then care for the kind of temp the temperature that is here. For me, appearing a little uh, cool. Is that the word? So it's not warm here for me. It's cool. So, oh, cool. Can I have a friendly encounter with cool? And can I have a friendly encounter with stepping? Wow. Check. And really be there and meet that. Later I'll meet something else. I'll meet the lover, the enemy. You know. But now I'm meeting stepping. Stepping. And now I'm meeting standing. Can I be firm with that? Can I actually be fully there for that? Later it'll be a friend telling me an exciting story, or it'll be, I don't know what, 
can I be friendly to that? Strange practice, not really strange, friendly statement. We're developing qualitative presence that will save the world. Let's put it this way. <laughs> Ourselves and everybody around benefit from that. And so it's a presence that is a caring presence. And then it's the same thing. So you won't know who's doing what. You know, somebody might be doing this with wishes, ongoing wishes. Somebody might be doing this silently. One way to tell the difference. <laughs> sometimes, it's, sometimes when you do without the, you might not be like that. But often, when you do without the sentence, just being present, you might slow down a bit. You might see people slow down, and they really feel the step like this. But you could do the same with wishes. One step, one wish. May I be safe? May I be? you know what is the classic formal way of doing the walking and in that so I presented the version that is very beautiful and fun and full but in that you'll probably also have that version there like why am I doing this this is crazy okay so now I'm supposed to turn around oh my god and everybody's doing this we look like zombies this is weird the norm is very strong, you know, like I'm in that culture and this is what I'm supposed to be. But why did my sister bring me here? <laughs> or whatever, my aunt or my I don't know who. Uh, or why why did I really like I thought about this for months, you know, I've been expecting this for months and now it's happening and it's weird. <laughs> so these are just mindsets. Don't make it uh, a big deal. Don't fall into this so hard. This is just mindset. We came to a laboratory to study how the mind creates problems because there's no problem. We're just people are cooking for us, we have a bedroom, there's nothing happening. And so we just use a little space just to see what how the mind can create problems. I want to be somewhere else, somebody else, you know. Oh, you're just here, there's nothing happening, we're sitting, we're walking, we're sitting, we're walking. No challenges. You can make it a problem, the mind will, probably at times. Don't be too fooled by it. You know? it, could, like, it could become really intense. There's nothing, we're doing nothing. It's just a group of people for a few hours doing nothing in an organized fashion. You know? But the mind will reveal its tendencies of making it a problem. Everybody walks so well, and I walk like shit, you know. I can't, like, so, you might come and see me, as I'm like, look, I can't breathe, I can't walk, and I'm like, wow, you've been doing it for a few decades, I mean, it's okay, you can, I think you can walk, I think you can breathe. No, I can't, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm playing a little bit, just to see how the mind will create trouble for itself. And so this is revealed, and we're also learning how to have a little humor, 
little wishes for well-being, just a little uh, balm, constantly, so we'll be able to meet the difficult things in life and beautiful things without being so like, like that, right? Okay. So let's try this. So now there's going to be, yeah, there's still time to to walk. You'll hear the bell at some point. It means there's 10 minutes before we're all sitting here. Okay. Thank you. And there'll be a QA and a later, so we'll be able to clarify a few things. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.